Hello, hola, konnichiwa, yasu, welcome to Today in Space. We're going to be talking about the successful launch of the Orion test flight. What does that mean? That means we're going to Mars, bitches. That's right. First step right here. You're going to hear about it right here. So um, in short, uh, for those who want the real quick down and dirty, uh, successful, um, everything went to plan. Um, th there's, <laughs> there's, there's not too much more that can go right with a launch. Uh, this, this one went without a hitch, no delays, no boats, thank goodness. Um, you'd have to hear me complain more about it. Uh, I did oversleep today, so there will not be a real-time uh, coverage of the launch, but I did spend the time to go over everything. I found some really great sites that went over everything. I am now compacting it for all you guys, so um, what I'm going to do is take you step-by-step step through the whole mission, what happened, um, explain some things throughout the way. Uh, so stick through. Um, I hope you enjoy it. It's going to be very fast-paced, so keep up with me, and uh, welcome to the future, guys. Debut of the new intro. Hope you guys liked it. All right. So, uh, like I said before, there were no delays today, and the liftoff occurred at 7:05 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, there will be a link to the YouTube uh, for, for a YouTube video on the website uh, of the liftoff. So, if you'd like to follow along with me right now, uh, click on the link, and it'll open into another window. Especially if you're on a desktop, and you should still hear me. Uh, if you're on a um, if you're on just a cell phone, I don't think it'll work, but Regardless, if you want to follow along, please feel free. If not, enjoy my reaction to the liftoff video because, unfortunately, like I said, overslept today and missed the launch in real time. So, okay, here we go. Okay, so five, four, three, two, one, liftoff. All right, so the Orion is taking off uh, aboard the Delta IV heavy rocket. Uh, those three rockets, as you see as they're launching, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. It's really, I don't think I've seen another launch vehicle that's uh, as lateral as it is but I mean this thing has a ton of power uh, it, it's built specifically so that we can get this far uh, off the planet uh, and it's it's beautiful I mean it's beautiful the, the the amount of fuel that's just being pumped out of this thing just launching this 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 craft that's just aboard the top of it if you if you're looking at it the only thing that's really other than the rocket it's that just the extension up top and then to that yellow line if i'm not mistaken that's the orion and the, the the service module so this thing is launching off on this this crazy crazy mission to send us to mars guys so um you know they they move to these different views um which I think was a smart move because, unfortunately, we just, you know, yes, so, so that's a view right there, kind of down um, the, if I'm mistaken, that's on Orion, but it's down the rocket. Um, so I like it. You know, the fact that we have all this simulation software makes it really cool that we can actually fully be involved visually with these flights because if you're only stuck on one view, that would be kind of uh, boring, to say the least. Um, so coming up here about a minute... 33 into the video and um you know you're seeing you're seeing just it this thing is launching so high above the earth and and for those who are not really too scientifically literate i mean this is this is next level shit guys um so as it approaches further and further um approaches the two minute mark uh now i'll move to my uh fast-paced uh <laughs> delivery of what happened uh, if you want to keep watching, please enjoy. But uh, to move on, two minutes into the Delta IV heavy 
Rocket, and Orion, uh, they reach their max Q, or the max dynamic pressure, which is when all the aerodynamic forces of launch are at the greatest. So at two minutes, that is when the rocket is experiencing crazy vibrations, pressures from the atmosphere, and from the reaction of it being just blasted uh, off the Earth. Um, so shortly after, the Delta IV Heavy and Orion went supersonic. Um, Mach 1. Uh, four minutes into the launch, the core stages, which if you're looking at the Delta IV Heavy rocket, are the two on the left and the right. Uh, they burn through all of their fuel or propellant, and they fall away. Uh, only uh, one single core stage continues to jettison Orion towards space. Uh, the second stage started 93 seconds later. And then, uh, so six minutes into launch, the RL-10B engine on the second stage burned according to plan and took over the first stage. Uh, the engine burned for 11 minutes and 50 seconds in order to get Orion into its initial orbit, which will be, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a circular orbit around Earth once. Um, then, uh, at 7.12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, or seven minutes into the mission, the four panels were jettisoned. And those were there for support, for structural support, but they're no longer needed now that we've reached that max Q, um, which is, if I'm not mistaken, why they're there in the first place. And so now, uh, you know, it, oh, it can move further into space and, and lose some more mass so that it can further accelerate out. Uh, so at 7.19 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, or 14 minutes into the mission, Orion reached 15,000 miles per hour as it made its way into its primary orbit. The RL-10B engine, or the second stage, cuts off about four minutes later. At 7.23, 18 minutes in, the second stage completes its first burn, and Orion made it into orbit and was about 560 miles by 120 miles above the Earth. At this point, Orion has a coast phase for about 97 minutes. So the coast phase allows the flight controllers to figure out the telemetry from Orion to make sure that everything is working well and where it should be. Now, somewhere in here, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I didn't have enough time to research this, but uh, the, the, we, we talked about it in the first Orion uh, episode where the Orion's launch abort system is there. And so that's in case, you know, in an emergency happens, this is a measure so that the, the crew can be moved to safety if something goes wrong during a launch. So a little more on it, what does it do? So the launch abort system on Orion can accelerate the crew module from zero to 500 miles per hour in two seconds. That's zero to 800 kilometers per hour for you Europeans and everyone else in the world. Um, <laughs> um, and that is, that is fast, guys. That is super fast. I mean, I, I, I'm completely blown away that it moves, it, it get in two seconds goes from zero to 500. I mean, it's amazing that we have cars that go zero to 60 in four. Um, this, this is, I, I can't even imagine what it would feel like as a, as a crew member, but at least you'd be alive because it, <laughs> it would get you, um, away very, very quickly. Um, probably enough time for them to contact back home, say there's an issue, get out of there, release. Uh, but moving on, uh, at 7.51 a.m., uh, Orion performed a slow roll maneuver. Uh, why, you ask? Uh, it's because it needed to keep the temperature balanced throughout the Orion uh, and the remaining Delta IV Heavy rocket. So essentially, it's just making sure it has a nice slow searing on the outside so that we don't overcook everything inside. Um, so at 8.33 a.m., uh, all the telemetry checked out uh, from the... Uh, the coast phase. So uh, Orion and the Delta IV Heavy second stage are working well. 23 minutes later, Orion finished the first orbit. 
So moving on, uh, five minutes later, the second stage of the Delta IV heavy rocket reignites and sends Orion on its way to an altitude of about 3,630 miles above the Earth. Uh, that's what they were expecting. Uh, the highest any human base craft has been since Apollo 17 in 1972, over 40 years ago, guys. Uh, the second stage used 24,750 pounds of thrust to push Orion into that higher orbit during a 4 minute and 42 second burn. Uh, the path to the 3,630 uh, 3, miles above Earth sends Orion through the Van Allen belts and then back again uh, to Earth at extreme speeds. So two hours into the mission, the second stage of the Delta IV heavy cuts off and Orion successfully makes its journey to peak altitude through the Van Allen belts and then inevitably on its inevitably <laughs> on its way back through the belts again and on its way to Earth for splashdown. Uh, at two hours and five minutes into the mission, Orion enters the lower Van Allen belt and intense radiations that uh, radiation that's within it. Uh, the cameras on board were turned off to protect them from the radiation. Uh, and this will take about 15 minutes to get through the zone of radiation. So for future missions, we are looking to, I'm sorry, NASA and Lockheed Martin are looking to figure out, can our astronauts make it through um, and be successfully protected uh, within the shields that Orion will be offering? Uh, so as Orion passes through the lower belt, the flight controllers maintain communication with it. Uh, through the telemetry systems. That's how they, they can maintain contact. Uh, so two hours and 51 minutes into the mission, as Orion goes to 3,000 miles above Earth, um, the Navy and NASA uh, recovery teams were deployed off the coast of California via the USS Anchorage and USNS Salvor uh, to prepare to recover Orion after touchdown. At three hours and six minutes after liftoff, Orion reaches the, the peaks, uh, the highest point, uh, 3,604.2 miles, statute miles, above Earth, and heads back to Earth at an easy, breezy 20,000 miles per hour. And, I mean, we used to get excited about 88 miles per hour. Uh, but th this is some serious speed. And, you know, why do they? Why are they sending Orion back at 20,000 miles per hour? Well, it's, it's a good question. Uh, they're doing that because it's a, it's a good speed to test the heat shields. Uh, so that we can make sure that our astronauts can survive and that the heat shields are working properly. Um, you know, the heat shields, they're not a new thing. Um, this is something we've used for a long time, and uh, the tiles uh, are actually black because uh, it, it helps with, um, with the protection and, and the heat dissipation um, so that the inside can actually stay cool <laughs> or cool enough so that uh, no one, uh, none of the instruments get... Uh, disabled or destroyed, and more importantly, our astronauts are protected. Um, so at approximately 10.40 a.m., the Orion module entered the lower Van Allen radiation belts again. At this point, the spacecraft reported no issues during the, its entire flight. So at this point, it's looking fantastic. It's looking great. Um, so uh, also to, to, to move on to something else, uh, NASA used uh, an Encana uh, unmanned aerial vehicle from NASA's Armstrong Flight Research Center in Cali uh, to fly near the landing zone and record the return. Uh, it has a whole bunch of different cameras, including infrared, and it did come in handy uh, very well, and, and they used the footage from it to capture Orion during its landing, and I thought it was a great addition. Um, so I've seen a few launches, uh, not as much as some people, but uh, after seeing an, uh, a few launches, it's it was a really nice... Uh, thing as we get into it later as it's landing spoiler alert i guess 
um, as it's landing, um, it has a chance, we have a chance to see it as opposed to what we had before, which was uh, off of some base, some long-range camera trying to pick it up. So uh, at three hours uh, and 57 minutes after Orion separated from the rest of the second stage of the Delta IV Heavy, uh, the reaction control systems fire for 10 seconds, and they realign Orion to go bottom down so that the heat shield is in position to take the brunt of the 4,000 degree of Fahrenheit temperatures of reentry. Uh, it's less than 1,600 miles above Earth and closing at this point. And about 10 minutes later, Orion makes it through the lower Van Allen belt for the last time and begins reentry at 400 miles above Earth. So, eight minutes to entry interface into the atmosphere. Now, at 4 hours and 13 minutes into the mission, Orion flies uh, heat shield base facing Earth, as I said before, as it enters the considerable atmosphere uh, of Earth uh, and slows its 20,000 mile per hour entry speed with the use of just air. Uh, and it builds up and up and up because there's more and more molecules of air as it enters. So after the, uh, the plasma builds up to 4,000 degrees, uh, there's a communication blackout for two and a half minutes, which, of course, is a pretty scary event. I mean, all you know is that your craft is, well, it was where it was. It was doing fine. And now it's enveloped with plasma and heat, and everything could burn up if something were to happen to the heat shield, and you'd have no idea. So this blackout is very, um, very, very scary time. But it made it through unscathed. Uh, at 11.23, the Orion craft sends back video from the cameras that are inside um, that they were turned off, that the same ones that were turned off during the Van Allen belt part of the journey, um, and they're positioned where the astronauts would be. So this, it's actually a view of what the astronauts would be seeing. Um, so as the craft slows, uh, the forward bay cover uh, gets jettisoned, and the drogues are de deployed to slow it to a reasonable speed so that the main chutes can then deploy and slow Orion to a gentle speed of 20 miles per hour so that it can land in the Pacific. Um, so the three parachutes uh, are main chutes. They're, they're very, very big. Uh, if you were to combine all three of them, it would be the size of a football field. Um, so the, the landing zone for Orion, it's the width of it was in... Um, in miles, it was 10 miles, uh, 16 kilometers uh, of a landing zone, and it was located 200 miles off the coast of California. Um, and once it landed, uh, it, it's in its upright, uh, upright sorry, uh, uh, position called Stable One, which it's just on its base uh, where the heat shield was, and it's floating in the Pacific on the surface. Uh, and the the landing was the the landing was was amazing. Um, you know they sent a, a U.S. Navy H sixty helicopter uh, for the recovery process. Um, it was it was really something to to kind of take into account. I mean, this isn't just this isn't just a regular launch, guys. This isn't this is this is the first step. Um, and actually. Um, I'll demonstrate for you uh, probably what an, uh, an appropriate response would be uh, for, for this whole event. You know, yeah, let's, let's try it out. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, an appropriate response uh, to what we have just accomplished today as humans. Uh, this is huge, if, if you couldn't tell.
So uh, we're on our way, guys. We're on our way to Mars officially. Finally, after 40 years, we're there, guys. So as I'm trying to catch my breath after an excitable moment, um, really just to soak it in, guys. Um, you know, there's a lot of shit going on right now. Um, a lot of people are really tense. Not going to even get into it because it's not, this is not for this podcast. But this is an event you should be proud about. So everything that, that bothers you, that gets you down, think about what we're doing right now because this is important, guys. This is, this is going to happen later in the future. So get on it now with me, with everybody. Let's get excited about this because this is something good that we are doing, something amazing that we can all be proud about. So please, please get excited, get involved, and uh, I'm going to go catch my breath, and then uh, I'm off to, uh, I'm up north, I'm going up north of Vermont uh, to see some friends. So um, I hope everybody has a great weekend, I'll see you guys back on Monday, and uh, be proud guys, you're, you're, you're humans, and we've just done something fucking awesome. So enjoy guys, have a great weekend, see you later.